Welcome to another message from Bridge Assembly, located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information on Bridge, go to our website at bridgehelena.com. It is our prayer that this message will help you to connect with God, connect with others, and connect others with God. Dave used a, a, a word here this morning that really stuck with me. He said, we're in the house, right? This isn't a church because we're the church, but this is much more than just a building. It's a house. It's, it's a house where we gather. It's a house where we come and collectively worship and proclaim the name of the Lord. And, and that's the desire here is that this is a, a home feeling. We want to open this place up to a, a community of orphans that are apart from God and allow them to come into a home atmosphere to be loved on. Let's go to God this morning and just exalt who He is. Father, You are amazing in our, in our lives, in our eyes, in our limited thought process lord god we look to you and we are just in amazement how could we not be amazed by you lord you are before everything and you will be after everything you are eternal you have all wisdom you are complete in all things you are the alpha the omega you are the author of all things including the story that you're writing each one of us so this morning as we as we stand in here and we worship you, Lord God, we humble ourselves in such a manner that defies the, the world. We humble ourselves in a manner that simply says, Lord, we need you more than anything, and you are all that we want. Because, Lord, if we align ourselves in such a way, everything trickles, everything flows from that very belief. Lord, we have a faith that we place in you, and within that faith becomes hope. And Lord God, in our lives, Lord God, in this world right now, it's not going in a very positive way, but, but it doesn't matter because in our hope we look with an eternal perspective that there's so much more beyond what we simply hear with our ears and see with our eyes. So Father, today... Be glorified in our worship, in our words, in this message, and in our response time. Jesus, thank you for loving us so much and being a friend. Lord, you are closer than a friend. You walk with us. You talk with us. You guide us. You love on us. You comfort us. You put us back into place when we need it. Because, Jesus, you love us so much. Ultimately, Lord, you, you loved us so much unto your own death that your blood was shed for each one of us. And if that doesn't humble us, Lord, I don't know what will. And Holy Spirit, we ask today that you order this service. Lord, whatever you want to accomplish today, through the might and the power of the Holy Spirit, the comforting the liberation of the Holy Spirit, Lord God. We step aside from all preconceived notions and schedules and agendas. We simply seek your face. So Lord, have your way in this service today. Have your way in our life today. What an exciting time to be alive. We, we meet every day with, with an expectancy that you're going to do something truly amazing. And Lord God, if we simply look to you, we see that truly amazing thing on a day-to-day -day basis. So Lord, we are happy to be in your house this morning. You are the master of our house. So Lord God, have your way. We pray this. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and everyone shout it out. Amen. You guys can be seated. How exciting. How exciting. Kids, I'm going to dismiss you kids right now. You guys can head on out. It's going to be a good time downstairs.
always a good time. And then, honestly, honestly, I feel like God wants to do something this morning. I don't know what that is yet, but I know he wants to do something, and I don't want to get in the way with that, so we're going to kind of go through announcements rather quickly. There's some things that, that we got to throw out there, but we're going we're gonna to shoot through that. Um, so let's jump on that. Today is the last Sunday of the month. That means it's last Sundays. Um, and what last Sundays here in this church is, is, is the last Sunday of the month. We have a potluck downstairs. It's awesome. If you came in here today and said, oh, I didn't know about last Sundays. I didn't bring anything. I guess I can't go. That's wrong. We expect you to stay because we always have enough food. So please, no matter if you brought food or not, please stay today. Meet people, hang out with people, converse with people is a great, great thing. Um, this last Sunday, though, is a little bit different. We're going to be celebrating an anniversary today. Um, Glenn and Bonnie, it's going to be awesome, but there's a couple things we want to do. Um, we want to allow them to eat first, right? So, So just... Be patient. We're going to send them through the line first. And then don't get your desserts yet because we're going to have them cut a cake. We'll say a few words. We'll have them cut a cake. And then don't worry, you'll get your desserts. There's always plenty of desserts. We can do that, right? So that's kind of the order today. One other thing, though, that I want to express this morning um, I love last Sundays, and I, I think they do great things. It's, it's such a great connection point. There's only one drawback that I have found with last Sundays that I just want to throw out there and make you aware of. It seems that on the last Sundays, people start thinking about food, and sometimes you guys leave, <laughs> leave a little quickly. You leave a little quickly. There could be an altar time. There could be an altar call, but it seems like there just starts like little ants. They start trucking out that door and start going down. Um, so especially for today, I would ask for you guys to be patient in here that we may wait on the Lord and see if, if he wants to accomplish anything this morning. Um, the food's going to be there. Thank goodness for crock pots. They keep the food warm. So we can allow that to stay down there. What I'm saying is don't rush out of here. Um, allow God to speak to you. Allow God to minister to you. If you need prayer, if you need altar time, please take that time. And we'll, we'll get to that part when we get to it. And it'll be great. And it'll be important and everything. All right. A couple other things that I want to mention is that if you were here early enough, you got to experience the coffee cafe, bridge cafe. Pretty awesome. Um, it looks just simply amazing man it's beyond my wildest thoughts and dreams um dave was very responsible for creating all of that and mel was thinking it up and keeping dave on track and everything and john rabine was thrown in there and all these different things it turned out super great um we just thanks a latte mel thanks a latte but all these people jumped in and and volunteered and and uh and we're a part of it. And, and you know, what I love about this, it's, it's, is it cool to have a coffee place in our, in our building? Absolutely it is. But what's even more um, amazing to me is, is, you know, in the past six months, we've done two things. We've done the uh, Bridge the Gap food pantry. And now we've done the Bridge Cafe. And, and we've done them relatively quickly. And we've done them relatively well. And, you know, in my thought process, I'm like, okay, God, what else do you want us to do? Because, man, we're on a roll right now. We're accomplishing things. Those things may be like, oh, it's a pantry and it's that. But those are connection points once again. And they, they, they do different things. And, and I believe God is preparing us and everything. So we need to be celebrating those, those things, those accomplishments and everything. But, but get here next week. Again, get here early. Um, I'll say this, when I went in there this morning and people were in there and the colors and it's so warm in there, and then I left that and I came back into the foyer, I was like, wow, this foyer is blah. <laughs> oh, I want to go back in there. And it smelled so good. I don't drink coffee, but coffee always smells really good. Um, it's a great place to hang out and I think it's going to be open the rest of today. 
right through the last Sunday. So, so try it out. Um, great thing, great thing. And then the last announcement, um, ladies, Tuesday evening Bible study. A new one is starting on February 7th, and it's going to be awesome. It's out of the book of Isaiah, right? Right. Um, but you need a book. So tell Georgie ASAP so she can get those books ordered. You have a card. Ladies, if you've not attended this Bible study, let's plan on attending it. It's going to be great. It meets over here in this side in the foyer over here with the, with the TV and everything. And there's chairs and tables. And there's heat. We always love that heat and everything. But ladies, please do that. Men, if you're looking for a Bible study, um, Every other Monday over at the office, we um, the men meet over there. So all sorts of good things going on. All right, four ways to give, right? Just like always, the same four ways to give. You can give online, give text to give, giving boxes, mail. We give you that option. Such a wonderful, um, so wonderful to give to God. And until you do it and experience it, you will never know. Um, but once you start doing it, it changes you and, and, and does wonderful, wonderful things. So please be faithful in your giving, not because we want your money. We just want your money. No, we don't want that. We want to give you the option to worship God with your finances too because far too many people are ruled. They're enslaved to their finances, as well as other things. And this is a great way to, to break through that. All right, I am ready to roll here. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I have got so many messages. It's like, you know, like when you go to the, 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 the airport and you're, you're trying to fly out of somewhere and there's all these, these jets lined up before you? right, and you're in line. I, I feel like that's what God is doing with messages right now. Man, I have message after message after message, and they're all in order and waiting. But man, I wish I could give them all to you all at once, but we're going to spread them out over the weeks. I'm so excited what God is showing me, and, and I believe where God is taking us. And, and part of that will be today's message. I, I believe today's message can be one of those breakthrough messages where we just make a choice in our life to seek God. Maybe it's in a deeper way. Maybe it's in a new way. Please keep your hearts open. Keep your minds open this morning. Let's pray. Father, once again, it's good to be in your house. We love it. Lord, I don't want to be any, anywhere else right now. And Jesus, we ask for your, your, uh, your touch. Just, Lord, we thank you for so much of, of what you've done. But Lord, you're coming back. Lord God, this world isn't getting better. This, you know, this isn't going to become a place where, where your kingdom actually comes to this world and then you come. No, Lord God, it's all about you taking us out of this place as the rapture comes. And Lord God, we look for that and we, we long for that and, and, and we are waiting for that. And, but until that happens, Jesus, help us to be about your work, Lord God. Help us to draw near to you in our relationship with you that it may just ooze out of us into the people that are around us. Holy Spirit, this service is all about you. Let your order be established in this service. We ask that whatever you need to accomplish this morning, Lord God, accomplish that. Help us to prepare our hearts in such a way to receive that. And Holy Spirit, help me to speak those things that you need me to speak, that you want me to speak, and shut my mouth in everything else. And once again, Lord God, I'm going to pray this prayer because I think there's power in this prayer. Lord God, and I think you're doing it. I think it's happening. Lord, don't let anybody leave here the same way that they came in. Don't let them leave this building. Don't let them leave this house the same way. Not with the same burdens that they've carried in. Not with the same junk that they carried in. Not with the same confusion and chaos that they carried in. Lord God, let them leave that here at your altar so that they can leave this building in a whole new way, touched by you. Holy Spirit, that's what we pray today. Jesus, we pray this in your name. Father, we look forward to everything that you're doing. We pray this in Jesus' name and everyone shout it out. Yeah. Amen. How many of you guys are hopped up on coffee, caffeine and, and all that? It's a little too much, right? The place is a buzz. With caffeine, now see, it's the real reason we put that in is so you guys would stay awake during my messages. 
The problem is that some of your bladders are just too small. So um, sneak out if you need. Um, you, you'll gauge that in the future. You'll know just how much you can take to make it through. You know, my messages are usually like, what, what 15, 20 minutes tops? <laughs> we'll get through it. It's pretty quick. Kidding. We like to uh, say, uh, honestly, with that, you know, people will be like, hey, the trend in church is to drop messages down to 15 minutes. And it's like, nah, it ain't me. I can't do it. There ain't no way. There's a, I, I, I want to talk to you guys about Jesus and you can take more than 15 minutes in that. But anyway, let's get rolling today. So today, this morning, if you guys have been coming the last several weeks, really it's, it's been all of this month. It's, we started on January 1st and, and we've really been diving into our faith right? Our faith. And today we're going to be continuing to talk about our faith and, and really those principles, right, of faith, the application of that faith. And the goal is that we today, each one of us here, continue to grow in our faith. That's the goal today. And all of you should be saying, well, of course that's the goal today. Of course it's the goal to grow in our faith today. That's, that should be our goal every day. Right, if you're if you're walking into this church and, and you're just like, well, I put in my time and, and all that and I don't expect anything, then then your goals are all messed up. Every Sunday you should walk in here and expect to grow in your faith. Every day of the week, every time that you approach God in prayer, in worship, in in reading your Bible, you should have an expectation that you will grow in your faith. So the goal is always grow in our faith. And I think it is important to be challenged in our thinking as well as in our execution, right? Because how many of you guys know you can have a, an idea of what your faith should look like, but, but that actual application can be very different than what your thoughts are, right? The road to hell is based on good intentions. That's, that's a very true statement, application is where it acts, execution. So we want to be challenged in our thinking, of course we do, but also in that application, in that execution. See, when we get comfortable, and how many of you guys love to be comfortable? You all love to be comfortable. You don't love to be comfortable, man, something's wrong with you. We love to be comfortable, but when we get comfortable, we tend to let our guard down, especially when it comes to our faith and our relationship with Christ. And when we, when we let our guard down, we tend to stray. You know that to be true. And we, we tend to withdraw. You know, I'll see people and they, they miss church for like five weeks in a row. And it's like, where have you been? I, oh, I don't know. I just kind of got out of going to church. It's because you, you let your guard down. You, you strayed. You, you withdrew. And they know. They absolutely know how important and healthy it is to be here on a Sunday morning. But it's so easy to fall into that. See, priorities in our life, they begin to shift. And our faith takes a back seat. And our thoughts and our actions get further and further away from God. I'm not preaching anything new. You guys know all of this. The very way we react to situations change. Right? You know that to be true. Those situations, they can be all over the place, all over the scale from relatively minor issues, not that big a deal, to, to full-on calamities. And the ironic part of it all is that it is the Lord, the one we are distancing ourselves from, who is the only one who can bring us to where we really need to be. Isn't that ironic? Now we find some great wisdom and truth in, in the Psalms. Let's look at Psalm 9. Psalm 9 and 10 says this, The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Right there, right there, as plain as day, it comes to us straight and true. Who is the stronghold? The Lord. The Lord is our stronghold. So why are we trying so hard to find different strongholds in our lives? 
right? We're trying to find different things. We're trying to, to have the stronghold of security or finances or the right job or the right companion or, or any of or the right ideologies or, or philosophies. But right here it says that it is the Lord who is to be our stronghold. He is the rock. He is the cornerstone. He is the one we are to submit ourselves to. And he's a stronghold in times of trouble. The rest of the world is shifting sand. Nothing stands up to the, the troubles of this world except our Lord. He is the stronghold in times of trouble. And let's face it, let's be honest, living in this fallen world grants ample opportunity to face trouble on a daily basis. Right? How many of you guys have faced a little trouble this morning? Probably. From, from, man, my windshield is too iced up. That can change my attitude in a hurry, right? To, to maybe it's bigger things. But if you didn't, if you didn't face a little, uh, a little trouble this morning, you're going to face it tomorrow. It's Monday. Monday's the troubly day. And then Tuesday and Wednesday. We got ample opportunity to face trouble. That is a universal truth right there. Trouble abounds. But we are to seek Him and we are to place our trust in the Lord. The one, the only one who will never leave us or forsake us. Never! He will never leave us. And He will never forsake us. What a powerful biblical truth. Yet we seem to forget this quite often, don't we? We do. And this is where I struggle. I can forget it. I can forget it on a day-to-day basis. Too often, I try to carry the weight of the world. Too often, I try to solve my own problems. Too often, I try to manufacture the answer. Too often, I find myself hiding instead of seeking. See, we are such a consequence-based people. We really are. And that is meant to be a good thing. It's meant to be a healthy thing to understand consequences and to weigh those consequences. See, in my rational mind, it is healthy to understand what's going on and understand the consequences of my actions and even the consequences of my thoughts. And here's the thing about consequences. There are positive consequences, right? There are negative consequences, and there are really benign consequences, right? There's a consequence, but it's not going to really affect me either way too much. They're very, very benign in that action. So I wonder why it is that we seem to largely focus on the negative side of things. Have you ever noticed that? It's because we are conditioned from a, day, a baby to have a fear-based mentality. Right? We're telling the baby, no, don't do that. No, don't, don't put that in your mouth. No, don't touch that. No, have clean underwear on because you could get in a car wreck. That's not very optimistic, is it? That's a, it's a fear-based mentality. That's a, it's, a, it's consequences that are always on the negative side. Now, now I'll say this, certain fears can be healthy, right? There are some certain fears that protect us. However, much of the fear we deal with on a day-to-day and a week-to-week, even a month-to-month basis is out of irrational, nagging, burdensome kind of fear. But at that moment, at that moment, it doesn't seem irrational, does it? Not at all. It's not until we seek the Lord that we begin to see things the way that they really are. And we get to that other side and we think, boy, I was fearful of that. I had anxiety over that. That was so basic. That was so easy. It really, really, the consequence wasn't that much. Why was I so fearful over that? Because you are caught up in the moment. And instead of seeking God, you are hiding in your own understanding and your own logic. See, this kind of fear-based mentality stinks. It absolutely stinks. And it's due to the fallen state of the world that we currently live in. 
So it could be said that our human nature is one that by default causes us to hide and expect the worst. Oh, the sky is falling. But we do that even from God. And yet the attributes of God show us something very, very different. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 3. We're going to go kind of back to the beginning. Genesis chapter 3 is, is one of the most amazing books or the most amazing chapters in, in the entire Bible. There's good and there's bad, there's chaos, there's order. But really, Genesis chapter 3 is the chapter where it all went wrong. We have the enemy. We have the fruit. We have the lies and the temptation. And we have the most detrimental decision that was ever made. And we know this is the fall of man, the original sin. And it is how the evil and the sin um, came into this world today. Let's drop down to verse 8. Genesis 3, verse 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Now we have to understand that up until this point, things had like literally been perfect. Now I know that, that word literally, it's, it's so misused today. And there's a lot of young people that don't quite understand the literal meaning of the word literal because everything's literal. I literally ate a horse. I was so hungry. No, that, not, not that what it means. Literal means it's, it actually happened. So, so up until this point in God's creation, Things were literally perfect because there was no sin in the world. There was no death. There was no sickness. There was none of that. So if things had been so perfect and God interacted with His creation in this beautiful and this wholesome way, why would it have ever entered into the minds of Adam and Eve to hide? from God. See, the fall, that initial sin allowed fear to come in like a tsunami and to take root in Adam and Eve and every single one of their descendants. Now, if Adam and Eve are the very first two people and everybody came from Adam and Eve, that means that tsunami of fear has taken in a hold in each one of us. I think we can all just kick back and say, thanks Adam and Eve for that one. Thanks a lot. Now each one of us has to wage a battle against fear and a temptation to hide from the only one that we should really be seeking. Let's continue on with the next two uh, verses. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid. So I hid. So I tried to avoid. I tried to get back here and crawl into a corner and, and, and tried to, to, to pretend that none of this was happening. Listen to this. Fear of the perceived consequence was greater than the comforting of the Creator. Write that down. Have you ever been there? Fear of the perceived consequence was greater than the comforting of the Creator? Yeah, you've been there. Of course you've been there. We've all been there. Some of you might be there right now. But I want you to remember this. Flip that side real quick. Fear is the platform we stand upon when we hide. Faith is the vehicle that causes us to seek, right? So every time we, we are trying to hide, we are actually standing upon the platform and in fear. All the while, there's a vehicle called faith that takes us to a place where we seek the Lord. See, there's a very personal implication here. There's also a very public impl implication also. 
Because our faith is to be lived out. It's to be lived out in full display of those that are around us. I'm not saying we simply have faith and we seek God to please those around us. Absolutely not. But it's an overflowing of our desires, of what we truly desire to do that, that flows out to those around us. That's easier said than done, isn't it? But does it have to be? Does it really have to be? The Scripture says a lot on the subject of seeking out the mighty Lord. Listen, listen closely and let's step away from a fear-based consequence mentality for just, just a moment. Look at Jeremiah 29, 12, and 13. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. See, this is Jeremiah 12, 29, 12, and 13. That comes right after the famous verse 11 where he talks about how he knows the plans that, that he has for us. And we love that verse, but sometimes we forget these next two. And when we read this, we understand that there's a condition placed upon seeking, isn't there? See, it's a heart condition. We seek God out of a heart condition. We run to the Lord out of a heart condition. Look at Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. See, now we see that seeking brings addition, right? But we got to be in the right order, right? We got to put the numbers in the right order so they all add up. There's a priority in seeking. We are to seek the Lord and His kingdom first. All those things that He has for us, His attributes, His principles, His guidance, we are to seek that first. Not a person. You don't seek a person first. You, you don't seek a ministry first. You don't seek a book or a program or an experience or even signs and wonders first. You seek first the Lord and His kingdom. Deuteronomy 4.29 But from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find Him if you search after Him with all your heart and with all your soul. I, I like in here the word will. Will. Not you might. Not if He's in. Not if He's available. But rather you will find Him. We need to get that, we need to get that in our brains. We will find Him. It's not a maybe. If you seek the Lord, you will find Him. The problem is, is, is sometimes we're seeking things other than the Lord that are kind of masquerading like that. We need to throw all that away. We need to throw all our books away. And we need to get into the one book. And we need to seek the one Lord. We don't need to seek a pastor or a minister or a program or anything like that. Because when we truly seek the Lord, we will find Him. We need to seek Him with our heart and with our soul. So we do it with our, with our, with our spirit and our intellect and all of those things, right? We use our brain and our heart to seek Him. It comes together. We, we meld it together. And man, that's the way God created us, right? Mind, body, spirit, all of those things. And we use all those things to seek Him and wonderful things happen. Now look at Hebrews 11.6. And without faith, it is impossible to please Him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. What do we got to have? We got to have faith. What have we been talking about? Faith. Faith is that thing, man, we don't understand it totally. It's those things, man, we have faith. We hope for things. We stand in faith. We believe in God. We can't, we can't, um, we can't grab God in the physical right now and say, see, I'm proving God exists, right? But rather we have a faith 
that dictates to us that we believe God exists, even though I can't grab him by the arm right now. Our faith grows, and, and, and in that belief, we please him. In that belief, we draw near to him. And in that belief, he rewards us with that because we have that faith. So we have to seek him in our faith. A lot of responsibilities we have here, isn't there? It's a good thing. Proverbs eight seventeen. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently find me. Diligently is, is a really powerful word. It means in a way that shows care, um, to be dutiful or faithful, um, conscious, consistent, aware. See, we, we are to speak him with, with this, this diligence and this effort, not in a flippant or disrespectful way. Well, I guess I can kind of seek God and things like that. And, and I'll add him into all my other belief systems, all the other things, all the other busyness and agendas in my life. I'll just put him in there and I'll seek him like I seek everything else, like my hobbies and, and all of those things. No, we're not supposed to do that because we're supposed to elevate him above all things. We are to speak, seek him diligently and everything else falls into place. But if we truly want to find God, we are to seek him diligently. First Chronicles 16:11. Seek the Lord in his strength and seek his presence part of the time. When you have time, if you remember it, no, seek the Lord in his strength, seek his presence continually as in all the time we are to seek him. Now, please understand this. We do not seek Him because He is absent. Flip that slide. We do not seek Him because He is absent from us. Rather, we are to seek Him because we are apart from Him. We have to understand that. That we don't, have, we don't serve a God that, that removes Himself from us in our life. And he just traipses over there, and here we are over here, hung out to dry. That is not how it is. We are seeking him because we are the ones that have chosen to be apart from him. Which also brings up the point that we can never really hide from God, can we? Can we ever really hide from God? Could Adam and Eve really hide from God? Oh man, God was doing a great thing. He was leading them through questions, right? God knew everything that was going on, yet he came down and he's like, I need you to articulate what you did to me so that we can get through this. So we can never really hide from God. Though we may try to hide or hide areas in our life, let me tell you, God sees everything. He sees it all. We need to also understand that to seek God is to be a behavior, a consistent behavior in our life and not just a plan B or a plan C or maybe it's all the way down at plan Z. Man, that's a recipe for, for chaos in your life. The very first thing that we are to do is seek God in the good times, in the bad times, and in those middle times. See, we have a tendency, though, to make him plan B or C or D or E or F or H or R. See, when life seems to be going good, our enthusiasm to seek him seems to atrophy rather quickly. Because after all, life is going good. But then when life goes down the tubes, we can't run fast enough to him. And when we fall into temptation, well, then we try to find a, a hiding place as quickly as we can, don't we? Because we think we can actually hide from him. Can you see the instability and the chaos in all of this? We're up, we're down, we're hiding, we're all over the place. 
unstable because I am determining how to react in each situation. We're all guilty of that. We want to be the God, right? We want to be the one who determines how to react in each situation instead of trusting God, trusting our good God, the one who desires the best for us. Do you guys believe that God truly desires the best for you? I want to, but man, sometimes in life it's like, really, God? Seriously? But I have to get to that point in my faith, in seeking Him, that says, you know what, whatever my eyes perceive, whatever my brain thinks is going on, within my own wisdom, it all pales in comparison to what you have for me. So that helps me to get to a place where I can truly say, God, I believe I believe that you desire the best for me, however that may look. So we always got to hang that on the back end. Because we just say, God, give me the best. We say, God, give me the best, however that, look, however that may look for me. That's a, that's a big, big difference. We must get to the point where we live a life seeking after God first and foremost. And we must get to a point where we realize that, that God knows best in the good times. And he knows best in the bad times as well. And we must get to a point where we fully reply upon the Lord for all things. All things. And that may be crazy. But man, man, you're going to the store and you say, God, I need a parking place. I'm just going to rely upon that upon you, right? What if we just, I mean, that seems so simple. And then, and then there's no parking places, so I got to park way out there. But then I realized that walking into the store, oh, that feels really good on my legs. It's, oh, God, maybe you really know what's going on. And other times there's a spot right in the beginning. And, and that's so silly because that's so minimal in our lives. But gosh, we can't even tend to rely upon him on the big things either. We've got to get to that point where we're seeking God and relying upon Him. And, this is the big one, we must get to the point where we know that even God's discipline and His conviction are a healthy and grace-filled expression of His love to us. How many of you guys believe that? <laughs> I believe it for all the people that are sitting around me. Uh-huh. I believe it for for people in my life, you come into my office and things are going bad in your life and there's some consequences and convictions and, and I'm going to believe that for you. But do I actually believe it for myself? I need to, but it's hard to because we don't always want God's discipline and we don't always want God's conviction. But we need to understand that when we seek Him, there's a health and a grace-filled expression of His love that comes into our life, even in, and especially in those situations. What a loving God that we have. What an amazing God and Savior that wants to spend time with us every single minute, every single second. See, that is what we will find when we seek. We find God in His wonderful splendor. And when we do, when we do that, sometimes, sometimes He simply says, hey, come, come sit with me a while. You, you ever experience that? Where, man, you're in prayer, or you're in the Word, you're just worshiping, and, it, and you know God is just saying, Jesus is right there, and He's saying, hey, come over here, come just sit with me a while. We don't have to talk. Let's just sit. Let's just hang out. Let's just be together. What a wonderful place to be in His presence. And at other times, at other times when we, when we seek the Lord, He says, here's your job. Here's the job that I want you to do. And we're like, oh my gosh, God just showed me something that He desires me to do. I sought the Lord and now He's showing me a job to do. And that's a wonderful time as well. Sometimes, other times, he says, he says, hey, hey, you want to go on an adventure? You ever go on a God adventure? They can look all different ways. 
But God adventures are amazing. And he's saying, hey, let's go on this adventure. It's something that you've never done before. It's going to get you out of your comfort zone. It's going to take you out of the box. I'm going to ask you to do some things. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great adventure. Come on, let's go on an adventure. And maybe at other times, he shows you something in his word. You're reading the Bible. Man, I've read this chapter over. I don't know how many times in my life I've read this chapter. And I'm reading it over and over and over. And all of a sudden, he shows you something in his word that you've never seen before. And it's amazing. It's illuminated. It's alive. And it all comes because you're seeking the Lord. And especially for me, still at other times, sometimes when I seek the Lord, He simply says, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? But He always follows that up with, let's fix this together. Isn't that awesome? It's like, it's like you know, hey, the Word says that, you know, he, he, therefore there is now no more condemnation. Condemnation says, what were you thinking? Compassion says, Jason, what were you thinking on that one? Now come on over here. Let's fix this together. And sometimes that's just sitting in His presence. And sometimes that's a job that He has for me to do. And sometimes that's an adventure for me to go on. But it's all wonderful. See, we miss all these things when we try to hide for whatever reason. We try to justify hiding, right? And that looks, that looks like a lot of different things. But we miss so much great things when we act like Adam and Eve in the garden. And we try to hide. And we fear His condemnation way more than his comfort. The assurance of Scripture tells us of the great things that we can expect when we choose God. Listen to this. When we seek Him, we receive rest. That's Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. When we seek Him, we have life. That's Amos 5, 4, and 4 through 6. When we seek Him, we find strength. That's Isaiah 40, 31. When we seek Him, we find joy and gladness. That's Psalm 40, 16. When we seek Him, we find deliverance. That's Psalm 34, 4, and 5. When we seek Him, we find justice. Proverbs 28, 5. When we seek Him, we find reward. Psalm 34, 10. When we seek Him, we find righteousness. Hosea 10, 12. When we seek Him, we find satisfaction. John 6, 35. Most of all, when we seek Him, we find Him. Thank you, Lord. Who's ready? To seek the Lord. Who's truly ready to get to a point in their life where they say, you know what? I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to seek the Lord on a daily basis. This church is seeking the Lord. I want you guys seeking the Lord. What does He have for us? I don't know. That's why we're seeking the Lord. Will He hide Himself for us? Absolutely not. Should we hide ourselves from Him? Absolutely not. Should the fear of this world cause us just to hide from everything? Absolutely not. More so now than ever do we need to be seeking God and being loud about those very things. See, we also have to understand that that those in the world today that are without Christ are very much hiding, aren't they? They're hiding from all sorts of things. They're hiding so, so deeply in the darkness that they've lost all hope. And it's a tragedy. We can understand that because that's where we once were. Some of you, relatively not very long ago, you were in that position. Other of you, man, you guys have been born have been born again, full out, Jesus-loving Christian people for decades. But at one point, we were all in that same place. Now, when you don't have Jesus and you are in hiding, you can expect the opposite of all those things 
that we just said we could expect. You can, you can just look at those and say, oh, it's the opposite of those things when I'm hiding from Jesus. So as believers, we are to embrace the call to seek them, those that are apart from Jesus, and bring them the name of Christ. We're to testify. We're to witness. Here's a mistake that many Christians make. And it's a form of hiding. Don't make the mistake of thinking that you can seek God and also hide from those who need Jesus in this world. You can't do it. You can't say, man, I love, I love Jesus, but I hate people. It doesn't go together. You can't say, hey, I'm going to seek God diligently with all my heart, but I don't want to be in that filthy world at all. It doesn't go together. Look at the life of Jesus. He kept seeking the will of the Father and look at the places that it took Him. He didn't hide from those places. I'm sorry to say, too many Christians, born again, Bible-believing Christians, were hiding. We're hiding from this world. And we, we think we're doing great because we're seeking God. But if we're truly seeking God, are we hearing what He says? Because there's a little part in, 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 in the beginning book of Acts. It's, it's Acts chapter 2, I believe. It's a great thing. And it basically says we're supposed to go into all the world. We're supposed to testify. We're supposed to preach the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to make disciples. We're supposed to be baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And oh, oh, wait a second. The Holy Spirit's going to be with us in all of that, as long as we continue to seek the will and the wisdom of God in our life, how can we continue to hide in our, in our little Christian buildings apart from the world when it's Jesus himself saying, you need to be going in to the world? I got a couple messages coming up. They're going to be going to be awesome. They're going to be I got one coming up. It's going to be super practical, really on how to share your faith. How many of you guys want to want a message on how to share your faith? Like just easy simple principles that we can adopt and apply. So we can't make the mistake of thinking that we can seek God on one hand and hide from this world and keep Jesus from this world on the other. Look at Matthew 5, 14, and 16. Such a great visual. You are the light of Christ to the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and more moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. We seek the Lord. When we seek the Lord, we get lit up, right? Like, like, like Dave was saying, man, we get all salty and lit. That's, um, um, we have that message here, salty and lit. We're supposed to be salty and we're supposed to be lit. We're supposed to bring flavor into this world. We're supposed to bring illumination into this world. When we seek God, when we truly seek God, something happens within us. And if we're truly seeking God, we can't hide our faith under a basket. We can't try to keep the house all, all, man, put some shades up. We don't want anybody to see what's really going in within us. We can't do that. We can't help but to talk about what Jesus is doing in our life. We can't help but be contagious into this community. We can't help but talk about what has happened, what is going on, and what Christ could do in their life. So let your light shine into the hiding places of this world. I'm telling you, there's a dichotomy here, man. There's something going on here. I truly believe if we're truly, truly seeking God, we truly, truly can't be quiet. If we're truly seeking God, we truly, truly can't be fearful and afraid. If we're truly, truly seeking God, 
man, this idea of, of, of being stuck in this world and the muck and mire of it, we, we, we float above that. We rise above that. I truly believe that. Worship team, if you guys would come up. So again, I say to you, hide or seek. It's your choice, isn't it? You have to choose one way or another. You need to choose. Are you going to hide or are you going to seek? If you choose to hide, understand it just it's gonna it's just gonna drag you down. It's gonna just keep pulling you down. But as hard as that first step is, as hard as those first words are, when we begin to seek, we begin to see. We begin to see God move in people's lives. We begin to see God move in our own life. And like I said, it becomes contagious. Here's, our, here's how I think we're supposed to end today. It, it's always, I just try to be available. I believe people are carrying stuff around in here this morning. And I believe God is saying today is the day that you drop that stuff at the altar and you leave it here. You don't pick it up. I've talked about it before. Jesus comes along with his garbage truck. He takes it all. He takes it out. He gets rid of it. I think we are to seek the Lord this morning. I think there are those in here that need to give up some stuff, some baggage. But I also believe there's people in here that need a healing. And I don't know how that's going to look. But I think there's health things that are going on right now that you need prayer for. And I think the Holy Spirit is, is telling you you need to get prayer for that, for health, physical health things. I think there's emotional health things that are going on in here this morning. And I think the Holy Spirit saying you need to get prayer for that because you need to seek me on that. You need to, to allow me to, to, to take that away from you, to heal you of that. I think there's spiritual things that are going on in here. And I think God is calling us to that. I think the altar is a safe place like Dave said. But I think it's also a powerful place. And why God would ask us, ask us to approach the altar in such a way is, is that's in His wisdom, not in my wisdom. All I'm going to do is say it. But I truly believe there's healing in the altar. I believe there's receptacles in the altar for you to dump some trash and some past things, some hurts, some unforgiveness, some behaviors that you feel like you've been stuck in. I believe it's time for healing. So as we enter into this last song, I'm going to open up these altars. I'm going to be available to pray for you guys at these altars. Charlie and Georgie, I think you guys are supposed to be up here praying as well. Be patient. But here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to hide right now. Because in our negative consequence mind, in our fear and everything, and the enemy himself is saying, that's not you. That's not for you. Just stay in your seat. We're going to get through this. Too, you know, we're going to be downstairs eating before we know it. So just, just dig your feet in. Dig your feet in and stay in your chair. It's not for you. That's the lie of the enemy and that's, that's your own self and your negative consequences. Let's try breaking through some walls this morning and let's start approaching, let's approach God in such a way where we can lay some stuff down, we can receive some healing. That is what the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish this morning. I'm going to pray. Uh, Dave's going to start. We're going to have the altar open. Man, don't, don't let this time get away from you. Don't let this time. This is the time. It all comes down to right now. This will determine how you leave this building. The same or changed. It's right now. Heavenly Father, Lord, in your will and your wisdom, we seek your face. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe that your attributes say that you want us to be healthy. We believe that your conviction winds up being comfortable. We believe that your guidance becomes glorious. We believe that hiding from you is detrimental not only to us, 
but those that are around us. So Lord God, with our heart, let us seek you. Jesus, you are not, you are not one that we need to be afraid of. We are one, you are one that we can seek with confidence, knowing that, man, sometimes you just want to be by us. You want to minister to us. You want to give us a word. And Holy Spirit, we believe in your power, your power to heal, your power to break down strongholds, your power to change our, our thinking, your power to, to align us closer to you, your power to reveal things. So Holy Spirit, we ask for your healing touch this morning. We pray all of these things and stand in the blood of Christ upon all of these things, looking to you, Lord Jesus, with expectancy. Lord God, with expectancy. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, amen. This concludes today's message. We hope you can join us next Sunday for services beginning at 10 o'clock a.m. at Bridge Assembly located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information about Bridge Assembly, go to bridgehelena.com. And we hope you can join us next Sunday with Pastor Jason Metz.